Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What is up, Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. Wednesday, September the 5th, 9th, whatever it is. <laughs> Time for Field Street Forum Radio. Your host, The Real Dre. Tonight, we've got a couple of other guests joining us. Calvin from Camden. What's going on, man? What's going on? How are you? Doing all right. How about yourself? Good. You uh, enjoy a nice weekend of, of college football? Yeah, I hope we all did. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it was so nice to just sit back and watch football all day long. And and then this weekend... It's like it's got, supposed to be. Yep, we got it all this weekend. You got the pros and everybody. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, yep, NFL gets started up tomorrow. Falcons kick off on Monday night. But... Yep. The good news is the dogs got off to a big start against Louisiana Monroe, one fifty one to fourteen in a basically in three quarters. Um, I really like I liked a lot of what I saw Saturday. Um I like obviously the running game finally got cranked up after about the first drive or two. You know, granted, Louisiana Monroe was going to shut down Nick Chubb, but uh, he, he only managed 100, 120 yards on 16 carries and touchdowns. But I guess they need to work on their definition of, of shutting down. But uh, I thought uh, Lambert looked looked solid. Most definitely. He looked good. Yep. I thought, uh, thought Bryce was, was good on his throws that he made on his, on his drive. Yeah, they both looked good. The... Uh, Offensive line, I think maybe a couple of miscues, but nothing too glaring, I don't guess. Uh, I like seeing Malcolm going up making plays. I love seeing Terry Godwin. I, I think he didn't have a ton of stats, but I feel like what he showed, he, he showed some, some great athleticism and, and quicks, you know. Yep. Um, you, you can see it. And he had three catches for 30, 30-something yards, I think, but uh, – but I think you can definitely see the potential is there for for a big play, another big play candidate. Um, defensive defense I thought was fantastic for all but about what two drives basically. Um, I think at that point it was thirty five to nothing, so I kind of have to wonder if maybe they were you know slacking off a little bit thinking of it. But you know, Pruitt and Eckler and. Shearer and those guys, Coach Rocker, they're not going to let them get get away with that any very often for sure. Um, but you know, I mean, again, you had young guys coming out there playing. Rico had a he played well, but then you know had like I said had a couple of I don't know a couple of couple of lapses, I guess you could say. 
Who did you say? Uh, Rico McGraw. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, he uh, he kind of took a couple of bad angles, and then his tackling a couple of times didn't look didn't look that well. But I mean, it's the physicality of of college football, you just got to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like too the the lapses, any any lapse on defense, I feel like was from being trying to be aggressive. It wasn't like they were overthinking or didn't feel like they were they were hesitant on anything. What you're saying is unlike two years ago when they had Grantham and they were they, they were doing all kind of crazy stuff on the field and nobody exactly. was not that right. Yeah. They uh they they were over that the interception by Davis uh early on was a great read and break on his part, I thought. Yeah, he turned his head he got his head around. That was great. Mhm. And the linebackers looked fantastic just like we were all expected. Yeah. I I uh Leonard in the middle, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if he's heavy enough. Uh, when it comes to banging, really banging, I like yeah. him on the, I like him on the outside so so much. I guess it, uh, it's kind of kind of feel funny with him on the outside. I mean, on the inside. Yeah, I was just gonna say the only the only drawback to him being in the middle might be um, you know not enough not enough padding there. Yeah, he, now he put on he put on plenty of weight, but I, I just think uh, with him playing the outside his whole life, you know, defensive end in, in high school, outside linebacker the last three years, you know, it's kind of you know to put him inside, it's a it's a different leverage inside than it is on the outside. Right. So. Hey, real quick, is, is the volume up on on when you're listening? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. I think that's what's causing that that feedback. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, Lorenzo Carter looked great. I thought I thought Jordan Jenkins looked very looked like he had his quickness back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, playing both hand in the dirt and and stand up. And I'll tell you another guy who I thought the defensive lineman, the 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 elder defensive lineman. Like Sterling Bailey and uh, Chris Mays, I thought they did a solid job as well. Yeah, they did. They shut down, you know, not that Louisiana Monroe is a huge running team, but, I mean, they had what? Let's see, 26 carries for 45 yards, roughly, looks like. Yeah, the the, the quarterback did most of the damage, you know, once he he pulled it and, you know, stuff cleared out, he was able to get up in the middle. Yep. And I tell you what, I, I do want to give that kid some props because he, he took a beating back there that on Saturday. Yeah, him and number two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rashawn Caesar, thirteen catches for hundred and fifty three yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean really nobody else had more than seventeen yards receiving, so it was pretty it much was. them two those two guys, him and the quarterback. Yeah, you're right. The quarterback for his first start ever. Shoot. He showed mm-hmm. a lot of moxie, man. He took he took a lot of hits and he kept coming. Yeah. Now, what does that what does that kind of tell you as far as you know with the with the defensive line and linebackers being just a split second? It seemed like they were. It seemed like they were about 
a half of a second, a quarter of a second away from having about seven or eight sacks Saturday. Yeah, I, I just think uh, I, I, uh, I think they get a lot of the defensive linemen, to me, I mean the young guys, they just gotta they gotta grow up. You know, they showed a couple of times. You know, they were talking about Trent and this, and then he got too high and on mm-hmm. a couple of plays. You know, because. It's their first. It's his first time playing in college, really playing. You know what I'm saying? And, and and you go in there, and sometimes you forget the technique that was taught to you, and you go back to your old habits. And and right. that's, that, I mean, but that's any of us. We we go back to what's comfortable to us, and I think they went back to what was comfortable. But it doesn't work when the other guy is bigger than you or just as big as you. Right. Yeah. And I was happy to see. Uh, well, happy and but I was very surprised. That uh, Ledbetter got in in the first half, even. Yeah, on the I, you know, I was I was looking at some pictures today. Has he put has he put the weight back on or, or what? I mean, I I'm not sure. I know they hadn't talked about it any time because I know he lost a whole lot of weight, which they didn't want him to. But uh, right. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with him. But I'm, I'm wondering, did they keep him out that whole time? You know, to try to put that weight back on him. Yeah, they must have because he, uh, you know, he, he looked, he blended right in. He didn't stand out as being, you know, too slim or anything. Right, uh, right. That's that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Now he, uh, like you said, he he had a like an illness or something over the summer. Mm-hmm. And then he was it was hard for him to get the uh, to get that weight on that they because they were wanting to add weight on him to begin with, much less, you know, having to have to go through losing weight and then adding adding it back on again. Yeah, that sounds like a mono deal to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, but he 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 got right in there, man, and and was in the early early rotation. So I like uh, I think the coaches like what they see there, and and you know they like what they see with Trent in practice. So once he gets, like you said, once he gets it down, gets the nerves out. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing I like about having kind of a, you know. Monroe's a good team, but I, I, having a team that's kind of somebody you don't have to really, really prepare hugely for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Get everybody some playing time. Yeah, with all those young guys, man, you got to give them time to grow up. Right. And 19 freshmen played Saturday. And I think even the, the upcoming game against Vanderbilt, it'll get them, a, it'll give, especially defensively. Now, offensively, uh, they may not have. They may not can play as many freshmen offensively, but defensively, right. it'll be good because I, I saw, I saw Vanderbilt quarterbacks not very good, and so yeah. with that being said, you know you get, he'll run around some and, and stuff like that. So they get a lot of opportunities because they're not going. If they move the ball against Georgia, that I mean it'll be really surprising to me if they can. You know, they, if they can mount a, a drive, a real drive, I, I don't see it. You know, mm-hmm. I really don't see it. Now, now defensively, you know, Vanderbilt is going to play Georgia. If they were 1-11, and 11, they're going to play them really hard. And right. I think they're going to send a lot of blitz, and they're going to do a lot of stuff because, you know, I mean, you got you got a quarterback back there that's, you know, first-year quarterback there. Well, had, had a little had a little nerves a couple of times at Virginia when they did blitz. Same thing with with the guy coming behind him with Bryce. I mean, he hasn't proven that he can stand in in a blitz situation, and 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 Vanderbilt has nothing to lose. They can 
show packages. They can corner blitz. They can do a lot of stuff. And they're right. at home. You know, it makes, you know, it just makes and, it really interesting game. You know, I think they came, I think they came away. I think Vanderbilt came away very happy with their defense against Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. To hold that team to 14 points, I think, was surprising to a lot of people. Yeah. Because Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky could score on just about anybody. Yeah, they what they averaged like fifty something last year, seemed like. Right, and and they had like eight or nine guys back on the on the starters on the offense from last yeah. year. Um. Yeah. So, but like you said, and what would you think going to you know kind of talking about that Vanderbilt game playing McCrary? Would you kind of kind of rush more from the outside to kind of keep him from from breaking containment? Is that really where a Kid like that really hurts hurts a defense is kind of breaking contained, rolling out left and right. Yeah, I, I watched him even when he was in when he was in high school. As far as the lead eleven, so he has a he has a funky release, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean he's he's not an accurate guy, and uh, yeah, he hurts you with his with his legs. I would keep him in, I would yeah. keep him in the pocket, or or I would rush him from the inside out. You know because. At, it's opposite with at Georgia because if you if you rush him from the outside in, that means you rush him to the inside linebackers. That I don't know if they're fast enough to be able to get with him, but if you rush him from the inside out, mm-hmm. so the defensive ends that Georgia have, it's gonna put some hurt on him. You know, you know. Right. And I think that's that's more the reason why Floyd is in the middle is because right. with all this read option you know, stuff and, and, and somebody breaking it through the middle, he's long enough and fast enough to kind of run them down. So, mm-hmm. you know. I think you'll definitely see that, that Wolfpack defense kind of uh, with with Floyd, Carter, Jenkins, and, and Bellamy all on the field at the same time more, you know, to get more speed on the field. Yeah, and, and especially in this game, I don't I don't think they, they're too worried about the running back. He's a good running back, but I don't think uh I don't think Vanderbilt is a big mauling type rushing attack. So like you said, you may see six, seven linebackers in the game at the same time. Right. Yeah. They uh well plus I believe they, they already lost their best player who was one of their offensive linemen before the season even got started. Wow. So um but you know, I mean you talk about uh the Vanderbilt running back now. Their offensive lineman said he wouldn't trade their running back for Nick Chubb. So I mean, uh, would, would you would would you <laughs> if he was on the team? With me? I mean, if you if you had me on your team, I wouldn't. You know, and you you gonna trade me for Nick Chubb and, and we teammates? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I gotta say the politically correct thing. I tell you what, right, man, right. You go back and you you listen to uh you listen to the University of Georgia players from. From January to today, and it's all politically correct. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, so everybody's rehearsed, and everybody's gonna say the right and, until you get into there might, a bit. Go ahead. There might be a more appropriate way of saying it, though. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he got to do that. He can't play, he can't play for Vanderbilt. If he, yeah, I, I'd rather have Nick Chubb. I mean. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hey, yeah, Nick Chubb's all right, but you know, hey, keep my I guy. know. Uh, well, I tell you what, if I'm him, I would, but I wouldn't say it because, <laughs> look, Nick, Nick makes, you know, like 
like uh, in the game, he, they showed the one run. He he made a run for about eight yards. They ran the exact same play, and he cut it back and went to the end zone. So, I mean, it's the exact same play, but with the vision to cut it back. You, you know what I'm saying? And you got to have the speed. You got to you have to have the the. I mean, you just got to have the ability to do that. Everybody can't cut it back like that. You know. Right. Yeah, that that Todd Gurley was the same way. You know, it's not there, but it's there for him. Yeah, yeah. and I would, uh, you know, going back to to Grayson and how he played, I, I loved seeing him check down on that on that cutback run. I think it was the the one in the third quarter. I think it was um, mm-hmm. when Chubb, or maybe in early fourth. I can't remember, but uh, it looked like Lambert checked out of the play. And, and audible to to that run play for Chubb and, and it just right. it just opened up perfect, man. Right, right, right. Yeah, he did a great job. I'm tell you, he did a he did a real good job. I, I I'm just hoping I'm just hoping, but but I know they have the playbook is big. The playbook, you know, they only show a little, show a little right. more. But uh, I, you know, I know I don't know how happy how. I think everybody's happy with the performance by the offense, but I'm gonna tell you what, it's gonna be some times that I don't think Georgia's gonna be able to run the ball, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Alabama, for example. I just, you know, them they got some huge guys up front. They got some right. huge linebackers. Raglan and 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 Foster are some big guys. So all I'm saying oh, yeah. is you're gonna have to be able to. To get it down, the 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 dinking and the dunking, oh, that's great. But uh, hmm. we'll have to be able to get it down the field. And I and I think they can. I know they can. But it's gonna be it's gonna have to be predicated. I don't care who's the quarterback on the success of the run though, because if the run is not a little bit successful, ain't nobody going for the ball. Ain't nobody going for the uh for the play action. Right. It won't be a play action. You know, they they the, the safety can sit back there and you know. Got to get the ball there, then. Yeah, I think I think almost I think almost every defense is going to try to start out that way, though, don't you? Yeah. Or they yeah. try to kind of load the box, maybe put seven, eight in the box. I, you know, I, I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't. I, you know, I, I'm because I, I think if if you're not if you're not equipped to stop it, if you're not equipped to stop it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be aggressive in in Georgia run game because you're not going to be able to stop it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just being honest. From from my mindset, I would not. I would give yards. I would give yards, but I would. You know, we, we're going to tackle. He may get five or six, but we want to be able to tackle. I don't want to bring everybody up in the in the uh, box and then he hits for a big play. You know, right. I, I'm just saying. I'm thinking opposite of what what they would be thinking and, and allow them to get seven, eight, whatever. And then when we get in that red zone, okay, now I bring them up because now the throws and everything has to be perfect and the time is not – you know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the field is shortened. The field is shortened. So now I put it on the quarterback. You know, and right. especially, especially, you know, these quarterbacks supposed to be unproven and they're not, you know, from what everybody else was saying. These quarterbacks wasn't as good as so. Let's let's see. Let's really see yeah. because we know what we're getting with the running backs. All three or four of them. We know right, what we're right. getting. 
you know, we know what we're getting with the offensive line. They're going to maul and they're going to do what they got to do. But let's see how well they pass block, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I don't think it's been proven because they only threw the ball 14 times. So let's prove that they can actually pass block. We know they can run block. I'm just saying from a from a, a, a perspective of me on defense, I want to see if they really can pass block. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I go back to the film when Kempson played Georgia and, you know, you had Vic Beasley on the outside. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't as, as good as everyone thought he was when you had a quicker guy out there. So I'm just saying, I, I, I think you kind of, you kind of give up some stuff and try to play it safe and see if you can hold them to a couple of field goals, and then if you can score, then they got to throw the ball. But that's saying a lot, stopping them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing I did like with Lambert, when he threw on that touchdown pass to, to Blazevich and then the, the one low one. To, uh, yeah, that was nice. He kept it. He, he kept only where Blazevich could yeah. get it. Yeah, and, and he – look, I, I really – I like that one, but I really like – the 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 the, uh, the Malcolm Mitchell one. I mean, yeah. Like I, like I was saying before, if he's my best player, he's my best wide receiver. You know, I mean, I know the fans and I know the coaches want to say we play it. He don't have to be completely open. I just give him a chance. I know his right. abilities. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and, and if I can't throw a and I don't even call them fifty-fifty balls. I call them seventy-thirty balls because yeah. my man is is the better player. And if my man the better player, he should come up with the ball. You know. Yeah, that was almost a, like a attempted back shoulder. I don't know if that was the intended plan, but it kind of turned into like, yeah, like yeah. a back shoulder type throw where yeah. DB really yeah. didn't see it coming. Yeah, but but it didn't matter. You, you know, Malcolm was better than him. A lot of times, a lot of quarterback. I mean, wide receivers only fuss at quarterbacks when they don't throw them a 70-30 ball. There's only a couple of cornerbacks in the pros that you don't throw that against because they got their hands are better than the wide receivers' hands. And so mm-hmm. in in the in the uh, NCAA, yeah, you may in, you know SEC, you may have one. Two, I, I tell you who you don't. It's two of them that I wouldn't throw the ball against. Jalen Ramsey at FSU, and well, maybe maybe three because it's like two on Florida team that you don't throw it up. <laughs> uh, Hargrave is definitely one, and any of those other guys at any time can be that guy. <laughs> so uh-huh. I mean, Florida Florida is dangerous in the defensive backfield. I don't care what nobody say. I mean, you don't throw that up because their hands are just as good. As the wide receivers, mm-hmm. yeah. I do like uh, Sony was back to his, you know, just jack of all trades kind of thing, you know. Which I even hate to say because it kind of indicates that he's not good at any one thing. But I mean, he is so good; he could almost be, if he were to concentrate fully on on being yeah, a receiver, he feel like he could be a top yeah. elite receiver. I agree. He can also certainly be a, a, an elite running back too. Oh, I agree. Um, huge I props agree. to uh, Keith Marshall coming back from the knee injury. I think having that full year basically to to recover. I know he didn't. It was kind of a rough year for him last year, but I think having that full year may have been may end up being a blessing in disguise because he he looked so much fresher and 
and explosive again that you didn't see out of Keith Marshall and since his freshman year, basically. Yeah, and taking some, you know, getting some of that weight off of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he, I think he felt pressure to be a big back like, like, uh, like Gurley or or uh, Chubb or somebody like that. But mm-hmm. he, taking some of that weight off of the knee this year too, you know, yeah, that makes his speed back. You know, yeah, he's back to. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good, and I think they're gonna get him in the in the screen game a little bit. Yeah, you know, get him in the I, screen game, and and I'll tell you one thing that you know, Georgia has missed the certainly last year, but probably two years was having a, a strong punter too. Yeah, yeah. That kid, he stepped back up and and uh, really had a great job. Not only punting, but he also uh, kicked off and, and booted out the back of the end zone, which I think. The entire dog nation just shouted adulation for <laughs> for the ball going out the back of the end zone on a kickoff. But I'm gonna tell you this: that that is one of the biggest weapons that you could ever have. I don't care. What, look, when when Bryce was here at Camden, dude, listen, it was when they, when you know they can't run it back when you're kicking it through the end zone, dude, and they got to go 80 yards. Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's like the best thing that could happen. So with him being able to do that, man, that that puts Georgia at a. I say that gives them that's ten points right there. Yeah, because because of the field position. Exactly. You know, that that's like okay, eighty yards. I mean, you got to get it. You probably got to get five to six first. You know, maybe five first downs before you score unless you hit a big play. That's that's constantly moving the ball against a great defense. Uh, right. I mean, you, you set yourself up for for uh, success when you do that. Well, that's the thing. You combine that with Georgia's pension for, you know, Mike Brooks, one of his, you know, big stats he liked to go to for Georgia's defense was they gave up the fewest, what, big plays or explosive plays or whatever of any defense in the country last year. Right, so, right. Just like you're saying, you know, if, if you have to to dink and dunk down the field and and put together extended drives, that plays right into the defense's hands a lot of times. Man, that's a lot of plays. That's a lot of plays to try to get into the end zone in a row and get yep. first downs. You, you know, one one negative play puts you behind the eight ball. Even mm-hmm. even after you got two first downs, you still may not be cross half. You know, <laughs> uh, uh. uh you know, at midfield. You may not be at right. midfield. So, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that's a big advantage. Oh, no doubt about it. It was it was a great thing to see both Barber and uh, Marshall, I guess, was uh, – I guess Marshall was a little little dinged up a little bit, but he still kicked off and, and looked, looked solid doing that too. So, yeah. Um, so that that was certainly a welcome sight, and then also you know, props to uh, I guess it was Coach Eckler calling the the punt block on uh, by DeAndre Walker, another freshman. Yeah, getting yeah. in there blocking a punt. But I tell you what, if you're gonna win, you're gonna win. You know, you're gonna be consistent in, in your wins, and you're gonna be there at the end. You better have all three components of the of the. Uh, of the football game together, and special teams, is, <laughs> it has to be there. Yeah. And here's the big thing, though. Here's what 
why this is a big game coming up, even I think against Vanderbilt, is because last time Georgia went in there, they they lost to, to Nebraska to uh, Vanderbilt, which uh-huh. you know they were they were I think that was after the Tennessee game, wasn't it? And when they had all those injuries right during that one game, yeah, yeah I think so. But you that, know, that, granted, that, you should still never lose yeah, Vanderbilt. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's definitely no excuse. No, no, not at all. Oh, yeah, that was the game. That was the game that JJ and and uh, and uh, Brendan Doug, had, had. Yeah. Did did they both? Did they both fumble like going in or something? Uh, I think Douglas did one or two fumbles, and then and it was also the uh, the targeting game. There were yeah. uh, they called one on Ray Drew, which was. Yeah, questionable yeah. at best, and then the, then the Ramique one was just a damn form tackle, and they they threw it on that too, and and then it, yeah. that that was on a fourth down play. Yeah, yeah, and extended yeah. the drive. So, yeah. you know, no, uh, like you said, no no reason to be in that position to begin with, but it was a very weird game, and uh, I do think I kind of almost put that one on the on Bobo for. You know, kind of. It seemed like the the game plan was to they just refused to try to go downfield deep. And I know it's a recurring theme we had with <laughs> with the offense last year, but well, that was game that was I that mean, last year. That that wasn't last two year. Years was ago, two years yeah, ago, and, with, and uh, that was with that was with Aaron Murray. Right. They had so, lost. They had Conley still, but I think uh, Bennett got hurt. Yeah. And Justin Scott Wesley got hurt. Yeah. So it was almost like they were scared to, to put the ball in the air. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what I, the game plan was. The thought process and I, was. And I think they, and I think they pulled they pulled JJ out and put in Brendan. And I was yeah. kind of like, you know, he made some plays. And I'm like, well, why you, you know, why you pulled him out of the game? It was, right. Yeah, it was some questions actually behind that too. I remember. Because they pulled him out and like he was, he came in and made a big third down play or something, and then they pulled him out the game. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, what's that about? So yeah, yeah. So who knows? And you know, you had a, but the, but the, the, I do think it definitely has the team's focus. I know I've seen a lot of quotes from players and, and even coaches talking about, you know having to go up to Vanderbilt and not losing your focus, not losing, period. But, but uh, you know, just kind of making sure you, you take care of business Yeah, I was mindset, gonna, you know. Yeah, I was going to say something about that because Vanderbilt losing the, the Western Kentucky, that, you know, like I said earlier, they could be 1-11, but they, they always seem to play defensively great against Georgia. They, you right. You know, they, they – they, and – and I was thinking about something. I, I don't know if you guys said it or somebody said it. You know, Georgia do may they they may have the most rivalries in the whole country when you oh. look at it. And I don't know if it's because you know it's Georgia fans and you're looking at it that way. But when you really look at it, it, it is. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, yeah. like you say, even Vanderbilt now they have they have more kids on their roster from the state of Georgia than than Tennessee does. Yeah. I mean, they've got like, I think I saw. Let me see if I can pull it up. But I think I saw like twenty something kids from Georgia. Wow. Uh, 
And and one of the players even said it, you know, that uh, said that, you know, a lot of these guys that come up here, you know, they, they come from Georgia. They don't – they never really receive most time, – most times anyway. Now, there's obviously several do, but a lot of times they don't get an offer from Georgia, and they kind of play with that chip on their shoulder even more. Yeah, that that, that does make sense. And, and and if you do look at most of the most of the SEC East roster, if you look at Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, uh, you may have a few, but it's but it's Florida because that's your rival state, Florida, Georgia. So you're gonna have that kind of hate and dislike. But uh, everybody else, even Missouri, Missouri has. Yeah, has has quite a few Georgia guys, and always has, even before they came into the SEC. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, and 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 Auburn definitely has like thousands. Them in Tennessee have probably had the most. Them Tennessee and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah, I can see where those kids could could feel slighted, you know, right, and and want to pay them back and want to play in front. And want to, even if it's not at Georgia, want want everybody at home to see them play and to see them do good against the home team. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I just kind of glanced at it. I counted, like I said, 18, just wow. just kind of glancing through their roster. So um, wow. that's a lot, man. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a heck of a lot. I would like to see. I would like to see him go ahead and just and jump out early on him, just to uh, just to kind of reinforce that that Georgia is the dominant team in the East. You know, over a team like Vanderbilt. Don't let them. Because you remember, even not like, not two years ago, but the previous trip up to Nashville, they probably should have lost that game too. Remember the big uh, Grantham and and uh, James Franklin getting into the argument on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had that yeah, block that was, punt. Yeah, that was a close game. <laughs> block punt right at the end of the game, and good yeah. lord, they probably should have lost that one too. So weird stuff happens, but we got to start letting talent <laughs> talent make the difference here. Um, it, it, it really, really, and truly, I think it's it's on the kids as far as not just looking at Vandy and saying it's just Vandy, you know, because. <laughs> Right. I mean, you just can't do that because, like you said, the Vandy kids looking at it as something totally different because they got 18 kids from Georgia on the team. So they're looking at it, and, and Georgia's team is so talented. They're looking at, okay, it's Vandy. They're at the bottom of the thing. What, you know, what kind of fight they're going to put? They're not going to put up a big fight. That's what, you know, that's what you're thinking in your mind. They're not going to put up a big fight, but then they come out there with the nastiest attitude that that you ever want to see. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And here's the thing. I think I think we're gradually seeing. I know we talked about that with uh, Mr. Jenkins last week where, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of a, you know, I'll say a perception right now around the country that, that it's not – I've heard even like McElroy and stuff on, on that college football show on Sirius XM. He says, I don't worry about Georgia against Clemson or Alabama or, you know, Florida, you know the big teams like they that. Get up, he said, yeah, get up that. Yeah, I worry about them against games that they're supposed to win. That's true. 
I mean, and it, this is a perfect example of that where Georgia needs to come out and take care of business. But I, I, I do think, you know, I know a lot of people said it before. They see things changing, blah, blah, blah. But I, I do think there is a different mindset and attitude going on right now in Athens, in, in the facilities and everything. I'm going to say this. Until I see it this Saturday, until I see it this Saturday, I believe it on the defensive side. I believe the defense is going to go out and take care of business. Right. But, but I, this is this is my feeling. Because of the success that both of the quarterbacks had mm-hmm. against, against uh, Louisiana Monroe and with, you know, with Vanderbilt not being – who they would think they would be. I'm saying I just hope they don't go in too overconfident at that position because the running backs are going to run the ball. Everybody's. I I just hope that the two quarterbacks don't go in thinking that this is Vandy and we can just you know you got to throw this. Let's throw it like it's you know Alabama. Let's throw it right. like it's Let's get the ball out your hand. Let's do. Let's go through your progressions. Let's do all the stuff that you do in practice. Let's do it here. Let's don't go in with the big smiles on your face. Let's go in right. here and let's, you know, let's do yeah, the Yeah, I, I think that's the next step Georgia has to take is to get right. to the point where don't here, – here's, here's the thing. Don't get up for a game. You play at an excellent level from game one all the way through. You know what I'm saying? Play consistent. And not only that, not only from game one to game fifteen, but from from minute you know from minute one to to the end of the game. Minute sixty, yeah. Yeah, this. I mean, with each person you roll in the, it should be the same thing, you know. And and some coaches get mad because you no because because I coach my kids up to do the same thing the same way with each and every one of them. It should not look different. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It should be the same intensity because right. this is what we teach. And if I get anything less, they're not going to play. Right. You know? So, but and Georgia has had that, you know, has that lull where we mm-hmm. up and because it's a couple of times that teams, you know, then got back in the game because of that. Right. Yeah, and you wonder how Georgia's dominating the game statistically. And everything else, and it's like, well, they only up by fourteen. Oh, right. Now they only up by seven. Oh, now right. they only up by four. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. the other team got the last possession of the ball, and now you're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? No. Yeah. Finish. Finish. Yeah. And that's that's the whole thing. I, 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 killer instinct, and just you know, just just yeah, going yeah. for it. Yeah, I was just about to say it's the whole proverbial putting the foot on the throat. Scenario, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But and I know a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, it's you know that that's too difficult to do. That's you know to to maintain that consistency and be play at a, at a high level all the way through." But that you know what, if you want to win championships, that's what it takes. That's greatness, man. When you when you I, and you know I don't think this team is great, but this team is consistent with what they do. You look at Oregon, and it's like whoever they roll in. Whoever they roll in, offensively not, offensively. Whoever they roll in, it's the same exact thing. They're reading it, and they're throwing it deep. They're doing they're running it. And nobody, it's nobody letting, letting off. Everybody, they're doing what they do. They, they're not just running the clock out, 
you know, they're doing what their offense do, and, and that what keeps the guys happy there that may not be first string is because when they come in the game, they're able to do what what the first team was to do. They're able to <laughs> run the whole offense. But when you get them in there, you start, like, you know, petting them on the head and saying, no, we're going to run the clock out. Uh, I mean, it's 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 good. You have a good heart saying, that, no, everybody – Everybody's on scholarship. Everybody there is on scholarship. And now these kids getting a stipend. Everybody's getting paid. So, look, let's go out here and let's give your 100%. And when you give your 100%, if you win or lose, you don't have to worry about that. But Mm -hmm. if you you let up, then, man, it's like, how did we let that get away? What happened? Now you start questioning, you know, each other, but... uh, I mean, until until I see that, and and I'm not doubting them or anything, and then you got a new coordinator, he may, you know, he may want to go for the throw, or he may stay conservative. I don't know, and you mm-hmm. know, it may be a reason. It may be a reason behind that. You may not want, you know, you may not want everybody to see what's going on. I, it's it's two uh, there's two perspectives in in this. You can you can stay vanilla because you don't want anybody to know anything. Well, you right. can throw everything in the book at everybody, and then they don't know what to prepare for. Right. <laughs> you know, so it, but I like I like the second the second because if you throw everything at the in the book on them, then you you've also practiced it in the game. You don't want to go two games where you hadn't say throw the ball down the field or you hadn't done whatever, and then you get in the game against South Carolina, or so and you need to throw that in a game and not in practice. And mm-hmm. my receiver drops the ball because we yeah. hadn't done it <laughs> in front of you know seventy thousand people. So right. you know that it's two perspectives, and and neither one of them is wrong if they work. Now, if they don't work, then it's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is one. I did like that we did that. Georgia and the coaching staff, you know, even though they were up big after that first weather delay, which, you know, a lot of times coaches will say, you know, I don't want to, you know, we're already up big. Let's just let the second string run everything. I like the fact that they brought everybody back in, you know, the club was out there, the shell, everybody was out there. Yeah, it was like a a, a new game, though. I mean, you had to warm them back up and let's see how they respond now, you know. Mm -hmm. And it it took Grace in a minute, that that one drive where he got two balls batted down and but uh-huh. then he came back and he and he responded like he was supposed to on the next drive. Mm-hmm. But you know that that comes with being in a rhythm, having to sit out, come back out. I mean, it's going to take you a minute to get yourself back together. That's in anything, you know. You, you can't. That that's one thing about rotating quarterbacks. You can't. You really you really can't just do that. I mean, Florida right. was good doing it against New Mexico State, but if I got one guy with a hard hand. And I just pull him out just to get somebody else in the game. I don't know about that, right? You know, now if he have a bad, a couple of bad series, and I pull him out where he can see, you know, where I can say, okay, we're gonna give dude a series because we hadn't been moving the ball, and then dude does a good job, and then you say, okay, we're gonna give him one more, but we getting you back in because we need to, we need to see how you respond to that bad series, and we want to get you back in and see if you respond. And if you go back in and respond, because a lot of times when you're inside of a problem, you can't be the one to fix it. But if you mm-hmm. can see it from the outside, then you can see the field and go back out. 
and perform. But I, I don't agree with any coach that, that pulls a guy out that's doing good just to get another guy a, right. a, a, a rep. I, I, I really don't. I mean, but if he has a couple of bad series or something, and you say, look, you still my man. I just want to get him, see if he can get the offense moving. That's great, you know, because now, I, you know, I know I'm not just being punished. I'm, look, I'm you over there with me, and I'm talking to you, and then we get you back in the game. And I think, too, if you have two quarterbacks, like to me, Greer and, and Harris at Florida, I think there's enough of a difference in their styles that it makes sense to play both of them. But mm-hmm. between Bryce and, and Lambert, you know, I think Bryce is more athletic, certainly, but I don't think there's necessarily a drastic difference in their playing style. You know, they're right, both right, more right. pro-style quarterbacks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the right fit for the, for the offense, just like uh, – just like uh, the coach from Vanderbilt said, say, look, they got two good quarterbacks, right? Which is which is true, you know. And not saying that Balter is not a good quarterback, but right. he's not the style that they are. He's not the size. Right. He's not the prototype. And right. that's not saying he couldn't go in there and do a great job because I know he could because he's mm-hmm. gonna. I, I guarantee you, you talking about right plays and different calls and all this. He he'll make sure he get them in it. He may not right. get the ball 50 yards down the field, but he can get it 10 and 15. He, he right. can get it to those guys. So, yeah. And now, you know, if if Georgia was to rotate quarterbacks more, which I don't think they are, but if they were to play two quarterbacks, I think it would almost make more sense to play ball to, you know, a series or two, you know, in a quarter or in a half or something like that, just because he's he's different enough, athletic enough, to make the runs, add that running aspect. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that's going to happen because uh, if you do do that, then I mean nobody ever the safety don't ever have to get back. He he would never have to. I mean, in reality, you just bring in more people in the box when you when you have him there, so it makes it it makes it tougher for for the running backs to be able to run the right. ball. You know, so. I mean, and that's the staple, regardless. Regardless of if any of these quarterbacks go in and throw for 300 yards in two games, the staple is still the backs, mm-hmm. period. You know, because that's what you're going to win and lose with. I mean, if they yeah. throw for 300, it's going to be because they have to. You, you right. see what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be because somebody was able to stop the running game, and now I have to make plays, and you just need to be able to do that. And if you can do that, then Georgia is in the top three in the nation. Yeah, you know they will be in the playoffs if 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 either one of these quarterbacks can make the plays when they have to, not not when not when they don't have to. And what I mean by don't have to, not when it's you know second and eight and I play action and I hit it over the top. No, when it's third and seventeen. And we need a play. Mm-hmm. See that, that all this all this quarterbacking that's going on now, it ain't no pressure on nobody. But I'm right. talking about I'm talking about when you're in a bad situation and you got a penalty, a holding call, or something, or you got sacked and you got to get up, and you know they bringing the guy off the edge, and you got to sit there and you got to make the throw. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if they, and you know, yeah, that's that's why I like. I like this new schedule that Georgia has. I don't know. 
I haven't heard or seen them. I'm guessing this is going to be more of a permanent schedule moving the bandy game up first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, I really like having that game early because it gives you yeah, a, a road game that you have to go to. Now, I know Nashville gets to be, you know, 50-50 Georgia fans and, and Vanderbilt fans a lot of times, but right, it at least yeah. gives you that routine of having to go on the road, having to hear people booing you. That's right. Having to having to adjust on the road, make having to, you know, audible the uh, you know, hand motions, not necessarily right. just calling it out. And so playing it, an SEC opponent, playing an right. SEC opponent before you go to South Carolina. I mean, before South Carolina come in. Yep, exactly. I mean, I really sense. like the the new setup, man. I really do. Yeah, I like uh, how they got it. I like how the schedule is because then the setup with Southern that gives you a. You know, that's a kind of respite, you know. You get your little respite, and then and you don't have to show as much against them. And then you got Alabama and Tennessee and Missouri. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a gauntlet, dude. That's a gauntlet. Before they get a bye week, then ooh. I know, right? Ooh, well, Looky here, man. It's, we got somebody calling us. Jason Harry Dog joining us, man. How about that? What a surprise, my friend. What's going on? I got like maybe three minutes. I just wanted to say, hey, see what's going on. <laughs> just talking a little football, man. Uh, give us your quick thoughts last week and, and also uh, leading up to. Or do you want to give us some recruiting? We haven't had any recruiting yet. All right, man. I mean, I don't think we blow Vandy out like some people say. They always play us, you know, a good game. Mm-hmm. They uh they have pretty tough defense, pretty tough defensive line. I mean Western Kentucky isn't you know they're not a scrub offense. I mean they no. they they let the boards up last year. Yep. Yeah, I mean same like, coach, like, a lot of players coming back, and you know Van, Vandy held them pretty good. Vandy would have won that game if they hadn't turned the ball over the red zone. Yep. To uh, so, I mean I don't think it's going to be any kind of you know fifty eight to three score or anything like that. Right. Of course, I did about, say the uh, same thing about uh, Louisiana Monroe, and we've been a fifty-one to fourteen. So yeah, we'll see. What was your What was your takeaway from last week? What What did you like? Oh, I like it. I mean, dang, all of it. You know, I mean, the stuff. Yeah. The stuff on defense is a lot of first game stuff. You know, mm-hmm. starting a freshman in the secondary stuff that could, that can pretty much be taught and be fixed basically in, within a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go through one film session with Pruitt on that, and he takes you out and shows you what to do. I mean, you can pretty much have that fixed in a day, or else you're sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what uh, Calvin and I was saying. It, it the good thing is it it was aggressive mistakes, not just either lackadaisical or or not really in the game type of situation. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still still kind of worried about our other you know defense up the middle. I am worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. I um I did like Bailey and, and Mesa. I thought they played pretty well. Yeah, I do, I do, I did, but it looked like for a little bit of the time they were still having trouble getting off blocks a little bit. And I mean you do that against a SEC offensive line, that can end up hurting you, especially a team like Alabama that's just gonna pound it with Derrick yeah. Henry. You know. You're gonna have to get a uh, Get Trent going, man. Yeah, he, he, you know, he played, he played a little high, but nothing, 
you know, again, you know, nothing that can't be fixed. You know, yeah, Rocker's right, but... on the film, and if he doesn't fix it the next day, then he'll be going and pulling a leaf off of a tree. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, Rocker was all over him the next few <laughs> I can't tell you, one thing me and Chevy were talking about, and I pointed this out on the board, is uh, if you, uh, oh, I can't remember whose pictures it was. Anyways, I think that either a picture was posted on the board or the link to the free 247 pictures for practice today. And it showed uh, showed Big Trent wearing a uh, visor now. Oh, okay. And uh, in, in practice during the week, he got his eye scratched real bad. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you know, that has nothing to do with playing high, but that was just one thing to point out is, you know, he had he had that going on. So, I mean, that didn't, that didn't make you play high, though. So, that, right. that's just false. <laughs> now, you know, Francis freshman stuff. Yeah. Who who else if if they're not able to I mean, it's gonna have to be Mays and uh and and Bailey though if, if Trent's not gonna get it worked up there, right? Yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't I mean it's like we said before, I mean we've said it since he got on campus was you know, not to expect anything until about halfway through the season with him. Mm-hmm. As far as like really, really producing and, and maybe even being, you know, in the starting lineup or even being a big contributor. I mean, right. we said that from the from the beginning is not to have, I mean, I think we even did an article on it, is not to have unrealistic expectations for him just because of, you know, the freshman stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, you got the other five-star defensive tackle at Tennessee that can't take three snaps in a row without having to go sit because you get so winded. Right. So, How, I mean, we're, uh, we're ahead of them now. Yeah. How uh, we talked about this earlier too. But how surprised were you with Ledbetter getting in the first half, being the first uh, one of the first freshmen on the field? If he hadn't lost all that weight, I would say I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah. But just because of the weight loss, you know, it did kind of shock me. But I mean, heck yeah, though. <laughs> he didn't look too it's nice too... to have so many freshmen that can play. Yeah. You know what we have nine. I think we played more than anybody in the nation. Right. Yeah, 19 freshmen, the most in the country that played Saturday. Um, and Calvin mentioned too that Ledbetter didn't—he didn't really look thin. Maybe he's—he's he's been able to pack on some more weight since he's been. Yeah, I imagine—I imagine he's added a few, but he's still, you know, pretty underweight. I'm but honestly surprised. Uh, I didn't see Barnett on that list. That's what I'm surprised on. Right. Because I heard he'd been looking like really good. Could be maybe situate more of a passing pass rusher type. Yeah, I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I, I wouldn't think we'd play nineteen against Vanderbilt unless it gets out of hand. Right. Right. Maybe. Uh, maybe on defense we'll play about the same. You think? Maybe I don't know if offensively we will. We'll see. And I don't know. I'm not sure if that 19 counts special teams or not. Right. If it does, then you might you might see that many just because, you know, I mean, that class is, I mean, they're athletic as heck, dude. And they're there to build. I mean, they don't, most of them don't look like freshmen. I mean, your yeah. linebackers and even like Trent doesn't look like her. He doesn't look like a freshman. 
some of your defensive backs might, but not, I mean, Roquan doesn't and the Trez Patrick doesn't. No, well, well, I think if you you, you got to see who travels and whoever travels probably will play any freshman that travels may may get on the field. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then that's that's what else you can look at from this game is if you look and see who played the last game mm-hmm. or look and see who didn't play the last game. If they don't travel, those are the ones you can pretty much peg for a redshirt. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walker obviously got in because he had the big uh, block punt. I saw Roquan out there playing a lot of special teams and making plays out there. Um, I don't know. They're, like you said, they're going to be out there. to. They're there to play. Uh, trying to see if there's any a list of everybody that played. Uh looks like, what, Carter and... Uh, well, Carter will be back on the field this week, right? Yeah, Payne, Payne will too. Payne's going to – I think they still have Quavon starting, but Payne's back from uh, – what, he cracked his tibula, I think? Yeah. And then uh, McKenzie should should probably get more reps, I would think. Yeah, and I think at least a punt returner. Yeah, saying his hamstring is back to a little better. Um. Let's see. Yeah, defensive back Rico McGraw started. Trenton Thompson, Jonathan Ledbetter, Juwan Briscoe, Kirby Choates, DeAndre Baker, Jonathan Abram, Rashad Roundtree, uh, and I, I did see him on some kick returns and punt returns. Um, Roquan Smith, Juwan Taylor, Terry Godwin, Chick Boo got in, Natrez Patrick, DeAndre Walker, Jackson Harris. He played a lot. I was really surprised at how much he played, to be honest. Yeah, they, they – who was it? Uh, I can't remember whose practice report it was. Uh, I mean, they were saying he's killing it at practice. Yeah. They say he's just next in line. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Chauncey Rivers, and uh, they got Daquan Hawkins listed as defensive tackle, so both of them got in as well. But see, I, I don't remember. I, I missed Chotes, and I missed Chotes and a couple of them. I figured uh, Taylor, I missed him too. I figured Chotes and Taylor were getting ready to redshirt, so you know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Chotes. Um and or like you said, or Taylor. And I didn't I honestly I saw where people were saying Chiku got in, but I didn't notice him on the field. <clears throat> no, but yeah, Jackson man, Jackson Harris played he probably he I think he played more than Rome, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. And he's freaking huge. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, he don't. He doesn't look like a true freshman. That's for sure. You no, know, he's how, a monster, man. How many snaps did Rome play? I didn't even. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't even. Yeah. Know. Let's see. Um. I, mean, I think he played. I think he played a few, but it it really looked like Harris got more than he did. Well, Harris can block too. He's a heck of a blocker. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. he is so big, and and I heard, I've actually heard people say he's got really good hands for. Oh, he has great hands. He he is really good. Georgia has some line. I mean, some some tight ends, and then the two, or well, the one they got coming in, and maybe you know if Charlie Warner turns into a tight end, and 
You may get Nata, and shoot, you'll be tied in you all over again. Yeah, if you can get Isaac Nata in there too, and like you said, which looks looks good. Hopefully, um, let's see. Yeah, I think I think I'm building. I think they're building the TCU up stuff just to build up some drama. Yeah, well, wasn't there an article somebody posted about TCU and their lack of tight end play that they actually have? They don't have any. They don't have a tight end. <laughs> I mean, how is he going to – they're going to – are they giving him the we're going to create the position for you? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm like, come on, uh, shut up. Hey, I, I might fall for that. It's going to create a position just for me. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, one thing I can see is it said uh, J. Rome saw limited action, but Coach Mark Rick said he remains in the plans at the position. Jackson's had a really good camp. He's earned the right to play. We'll see J. Two. He's done a good job for us. But I don't. I don't see a number of reps or anything anybody got. But um, I'll tell you what, I've, I've said this on the board too, and, and I mean, in the beginning I was a Bobo basher, but you know I got to wear. I got to where I really liked him. You could really tell he knew what he was doing. So, I mean, during the past, really the past few years, that's two or three at least. I've been, you know, I was on the Bobo train, baby. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Is it just me? It seems like, I don't know. It just seems like it flowed better. Yeah, uh, Saturday, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it was. It, it just, and you know, I mean, it's one game and it's against Louisiana Monroe, so. You know, well, I mean, that's was, all you have to go off of. It. It just seems like the flow is smoother. And, and I think that I think this, this is my opinion, and I think that the competition at every position, as far as offense, if you like, look, we just named three tight ends. You know, not even talking about Jordan Davis that, that you know did great at spring and in the fall and, and scrimmages and stuff. Every position is like. You know, they're at least two, maybe three deep. Offensive line is good in depth. So, I mean, quarterback, running back, everybody's competing. And that's what we were talking about earlier is, you know, when Georgia gets to the point where through a whole game, even if it's a blowout, that each and every unit goes in and plays the same as far as intensity-wise, then we <laughs> you got something. And mm-hmm. I think that's it, the, the, you know, the – the coaches that came in last year and now this year, it's all about competing for a job. And so the, the best yeah. guys are actually going on the field. You know, nobody's giving anything. I mean, you've you've seen the difference on the defensive side of the ball where Coach Pruitt, you know, it's pretty – there's not really a set-in-stone starting lineup, you know. That competition, right. they, they earn it during the week. They earn it during for matchups and things like that. And if you if you're not producing on the practice field, he's gonna he's gonna shake things up. It's not a it's not a guaranteed anything. So I think that's kind of you know pervade yeah, pervade itself over to the offensive side of the ball too. Yeah, if you look at Isaiah McKenzie, if if uh, if I, I think if it was the old regime, I, this is my thoughts. I think Terry Garwin may have played, but they would they would have pressed Isaiah to play. And now Isaiah is really going to have to fight to get that slot position back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, and I tell you what, when it, I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. But when we when we 
get to the point of where Jordan Jenkins doesn't know if he's going to start week to week, I, I still <laughs> know you've made it. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. hard. That's, that's when you know you. That's when you know you've made it. But I'll also say, I man, I couldn't do anything. I don't. I don't care if Rico got beat long. I don't care if Dominic missed a tackle or two going for the big hit. I mean yeah. that you know, like we said before, that that can be fixed within a day or two. And if mm-hmm. it didn't, he's gonna sit the ass. Yeah. Well, anyway, I I I said that smile on the whole game because it's been a long time. I mean, a long time since I've seen a Georgia defense fly over the field like that. Oh, I, I loved it, man. I don't know what – you know, I heard some people were complaining about it, and I was like, I don't know what everybody's – other than those two drives, like I said, but it was it was being aggressive. It wasn't it wasn't laying back and letting people dictate what was going on. It was, it was you just being over-aggressive on trying to knock passes down or make interceptions or make a big hit, like you said. But look, but but look, you got to look at the time, the time that they were overly aggressive. They, the game, they were up, what, twenty-one points. So, right. I mean, if you can't take a chance now, when can you take a chance? Right. You know, and and, and they didn't take a chance in a close game. They didn't take a chance early in the game. It was only when they were up. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can kind of overlook that kind of stuff because if they do get the pick, then guess what? Everybody's singing their praises right now. Right. You know well, what, I, ten, 10 out of 10 times, I would rather get beat being overly aggressive That's right. than just sitting back and reacting. Yeah, and somebody right. else hit me in the mouth. Yep. Well, speaking of singing the praises, Coach Frey is joining us. He gets his praises sung every week on when he's officiating football games down here in southeast Georgia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, you want to talk about a thankless job. <laughs> What's going on, Coach? Uh, not a whole lot. Sorry so late. Got hung up this evening, but uh, glad to join you guys. All right. So, of course, hosting the Drayton. Uh, Jason's joining us. Calvin hey, Shannon is joining us. Calvin, what's and, up, And Mike okay. Brooks is making an appearance. My goodness. Big time. Mike Brooks, what's going on, man? What's up? I thought I'd try and come bail you out if it wasn't too late. <laughs> no got a, you got a full crew. <laughs> we got a we got a starting five in here now, man. Ooh. There there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know who the point guard I guess Calvin will let you be the point guard, I guess. Well, I know the rest no. of us. Mike Brooks, maybe. No, I like to kind of forward. I like to shoot. I like to shoot, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know who Jason will be. I know who Jason will be. LeBron James. <laughs> no, no. I always suck at basketball. I'm the white boy on the side that's talking all the crap. Oh, shit. In high school, I would just sit back. I would shoot threes, but I had the body. I had to go down low on defense because I wasn't fast enough to guard anybody up. <laughs> you know what my nickname was in, ba- in basketball? No kidding. The but Flying what? Squirrel. Uh oh. That sounds like the guy you just say, all right, you go guard their best score and just go crazy on them. Oh, yeah. I was a good little defender back in the day. Couldn't block nothing, though. All right. That's all right. Well, guys, what do you, uh, 
what are we expecting on uh, on a Saturday? I guess Frey, you want to give us your opinion? We've been kind of bouncing it back and forth from last week and uh, what we expect for Saturday, but give us give us some of your your thoughts and anticipation heading into Saturday. I, I would I would uh, imagine uh, after last year, there's a bunch of pent up folks ready to cut it loose next Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I think uh, uh, I'm about over hearing, you know, all the fans talk about the vanilla stuff and this and that or whatever. Hell, we put 51 on them in three quarters. Right. And uh, I mean, what I mean, what do you want? 80 in three quarters? I mean, it kind of is what it is, deal. But uh, I believe uh, I believe there'll be some fired up folks in Nashville Friday or Saturday, and I believe we'll probably cut it loose on them. And I don't think it's probably going to be too pretty for for. Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, that that's what I was telling Calvin and Jason that I I feel like, you know, Georgia's not really going all out in this game and and or leading up to the game I should say in the media or not talking a lot of junk or anything. But you can tell there's a little bit of uh, I guess kind of anticipating or kind of kind of some some intensity in in the guys' comments. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Well. I, I, I can tell you right now, first-hand, first-hand knowledge. You can expect Jordan Jenkins to have the best game, one of his best games of the season, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. He um, he mentioned it. You know, going up there and, and hearing some choice words from from Vanderbilt fans and everything, and mm-hmm. just the whole weirdness of that game two years ago. We kind of, like I said, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but just the weirdness of the the two targeting penalties that were called against Georgia, one that extended a drive on fourth down, you know, all the injuries coming into the game, you know, the week from the week before where I think the guys were kind of a little bit shell-shocked. Again, like I told Calvin, there's no reason, no excuse to lose to Vanderbilt if you're Georgia, but you could kind of see why things were, were wonky in that game, you know. Yeah, those targeting calls were absolute horse crap. Yeah, yeah. Especially the one over me. The one the one Ray Drew, I guess, was questionable at best, but, you know. No, I both of them were crap. Yeah. They were both awful. Yeah. But that one over me was almost a damn form tackle, and, and they threw the flag on it. And yeah. especially in that situation where, you know, and that was the whole thing where that was almost probably the – the impetus to change the targeting rule, the ruling on it, where they would go and, and re- review it or whatever, the penalty would stay, but the player would not be ejected. Now, uh, what kind of sense that made, I have no idea. You know, no, you're not guilty of this, but you're still, we're still going to charge you 15 yards against you. You know, makes no sense whatsoever. But they, they have since changed that. And, uh, you know, so we'll have to just, Sit back and see. Like I said, I, I think we're seeing a lot of a lot of anticipation. Like I said, looking forward to Saturday. Brooks, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Brooks, what you what you uh, kind of in agreement as well? What 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 are you looking forward to? Oh, absolutely. I think it's you know I don't think it'll be close by any means. Um, I'd like I'd like us to shut them out. To be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. their offense has been anemic. So that would be mm-hmm. 
I think that'd be my number one goal would be shut them out. Yeah, and that was that was a surprising thing to me as well when Vanderbilt played Western Kentucky that they a I was surprised that they held Western Kentucky to fourteen, but I was also surprised that they only scored twelve against Western Kentucky because as good as as the Hilltoppers' offense is, their defense was just as bad. Just as bad. Well, you got no, you got to look at it though. They went they went to the red zone three times and didn't score. Right. They, so I mean, you take away you know screw ups and I mean that could be different, but uh, yeah. I mean there's there's still not some powerful offense though. So. Right. What was it two two interceptions and a missed field goal? I think or something like that. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, I'll be yeah. I'll be pissed if they score on us. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> Brooks will be calling fine bombs. What the hell? Um, but on a stick. <laughs> I uh, that's one thing I wanted to talk about with you guys. What is what is up with the this? Uh, people kind of already on the damn, basically on on Coach Rick and the coaching staff's back already. Well, you kind of alluded to it, Frey, with uh, you know, what do people want? I mean, how are people upset? with Coach Rick from Saturday. I don't understand that. I, I, I didn't listen to Feinbaum. I don't. I try not to listen to Feinbaum, but I've already heard there's some moronic 13-year-old kid, you know, calling in and, and complaining about Coach Rick. And probably his dad or uncle or something probably talked him into calling in and telling him what he didn't have the balls to say. But um, what what should people be upset about after that game Saturday? Uh, did anybody hear it? I know Mike. You, I think you listened to it, don't you? I heard it. Oh yeah, I heard it. Did you? I was. I mean, it was a kid, but you had a bunch of ignorant fans calling in after the fact, kind of backing the kid up. Most of them were Bama fans, of course. Right. Um, but I mean, kind of had to set them straight a little bit because it is they're comparing them to coaches that. You know, they're great coaches, have won national championships, blah, 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 blah. But Rick's only in his 15th year as a head coach. Um, I mean, that's it took a lot of really good coaches a lot longer than 15 years to win their first national championship. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you got to put it in perspective. Right. And, you know, I thought Feinbaum did a good job of putting the kid in this place, too. I mean, he kind of. He kind of caught. He kind of, you know, just basically said, "What exactly do you want to see? I mean, what do you want?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he did a good he job. Seems, with he seems to have kind of come full circle as well on uh, mm-hmm. with Georgia and Coach Rick. Because I remember, and that's kind of when I didn't enjoy listening to him. Because you know, two or three years ago or whatever, that's all he would all seem like. If it wasn't Alabama or Auburn, obviously, he was talking about how you know Coach Rick mm-hmm. and, and Georgia and and in a negative in a negative context, and I just got sick of listening to it. Um, but he seems to certainly have, have really turned around. But here's one thing that, that people that people that are calling in and complaining about it, I, I, I don't think they realize that Coach Rick has everything right now that he needs. He's finally getting all the things that he needs to compete mm-hmm. and win a national championship. Mm-hmm. He's got everything, you know, administration and everything all pulling in the same direction. I know we we talk about this a few times, but um, it's 
he has the support and the backing now from the people that he needs the support and backing from to get things done. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize all that's been going on for those previous, what, 13, 14 years. Has, Damn. Has, has everybody went besides me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I want, I want everybody to get a chance first, and I'm going to tell you what everybody else is thinking. Yeah, or Cal, Cal, what do you what do you think on on what with the coach Rick, people bashing Coach Rick in Georgia? I think I went sleep. I know he had to, he hung up a second ago, but I'm no, I'm, back. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I think uh, it took it took uh, it took the other guy what seventeen years. To win a national yeah. championship. I mean, it don't, it don't it don't happen over, overnight, and uh, I think you got to give them a chance. And I, I think in the next, I say next year. I really think next year they win it. I mean, this year I think they push big. Next year when they get the defensive line that they get in this year, because they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna get what they want. Now they're gonna get a great defensive line recruits come in, and that's gonna give them the depth and. Uh, the sky's gonna be the limit. The sky mm-hmm. is gonna be the limit. And then the next few yep. years with with the guys that they already have, I mean the competition is gonna be every day. It's gonna mm-hmm. I, I think it's gonna mimic the USC from, you know, say ten years ago, where mm-hmm. each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, defensive back, the scouts gonna come in. And some guys that not even starting is going to get drafted and going to play in the NFL because they're building that kind of depth where the competition is, the competition is so great at each position that they can't they can't do anything but succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, another one other thing that you know they're getting depth, but they're also think about it on offense especially right now. They're getting playmakers at every level. I mean, there's a yep. playmaker at running back right now. There's playmakers at wide receiver and Mitchell and Godwin. There's playmakers at, at the tight end position and Blazevich and, and possibly Jackson Harris, too. And you've got, you know, a quarterback right now, maybe not – I guess we can't really say playmaker right now, but I think he's able to spread – either one of them is able to spread the ball around to those playmakers. And, and then you got one, like I said, you got one coming you, in next year that definitely can spread it around. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Right. Mhm. Then you got the offensive line coming in next year too. We got defensive line and offensive line coming in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um. So I think I think both fronts will be up there where they should have been the past few years. Um. Take care of business. Mhm. All right, Jason. I think everybody has said their piece. All right. So here's the real deal. Those guys are nicer than me. Let me, t- let me tell you what everybody else is thinking about this idiot that calls in and about these other people. Uh, first of all, what time did the kid call in? Do I, I don't know. What time did he call in? I have no idea. Like, like just in time to get out of school? Probably. All right. I mean, so the little well, kid runs, gets out of school. runs three to seven, so... We'll see, there you go. So the little kid gets out of school. He gets off the short bus. 
<laughs> he goes in and Mama dials the number for him, and he says what Daddy and Uncle don't want to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Second of all, these other people, all they know how to do is regurgitate what some idiot says, and all they can say is, oh, so many years, so many years, so many years. All right. All they're doing is they're pissed off because they have no life. The life they do have sucks. They don't have anything to look forward to. They live their entire life through a football team and through a coach. And so all they want to do is have a reason to bitch. They may not necessarily be bitching about Rick, but they're just bitching just to bitch about something. And that's the first thing you find to bitch about is Rick. And so that's what they're going to do. The kid would right. if, if they were actually paying attention to something, they would understand what is actually going on and what the real problem actually was, which is the POS atoms. Mm-hmm. All right, if they really, I mean, it, it, uh, it takes a couple of little Google searches. Do some freaking research before you call in and run your mouth and bitch about something. And right. it's the same people that are doing that that's calling oh. in and talking about and bitching about not opening up the offense against Louisiana Monroe. I mean, what, what fan in their right mind, besides for their own gratification, wants to see us open up the offense and show what we have again with Louisiana Monroe, Alabama and <laughs> South Carolina and whoever has games yeah. to go off of. Nobody yeah, has games built on Schottenheimer's offense in college football. All they nope. have is what he had in the NFL. So, I mean, we have the element of surprise on everybody right now. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm sorry, but if you're calling in, bitching about 51 points and three quarters about us not opening up the offense just because you wanted to see it, you're a dumbass. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what you would, what, what more do you want? I mean, you know? Just you're not flying all over the field and you're not scoring, what, 60 points, 70 points. I guess is that. I think you just. I think you got a, a a body of the Georgia Bulldog faithful that have been bitching for so many years and so many years and so many years. They're just gonna keep doing it. I mean, unless well, something drastically changes. Well, here's here's the deal, though. We were dealing on defense too. We didn't show anything on defense, so why didn't everybody yeah. piss off and prove it? Yeah, it was just oh, absolutely. And everybody knows Fruit's my boy. He's like everybody knows Fruit's like my favorite coach we've ever had, probably. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're really looking at it, more than Grant, how many times do we actually blitz? Once or twice, maybe. Just why everybody pissed at Fruit? He was no. Yeah, yeah. It's because they just want something to bitch about, and that's mm-hmm. all it is. So absolutely. In my opinion, go shut your mouth and make me a sandwich. <laughs> because that's all you're good for. Shut the hell up. You don't know anything about football. Go make a sandwich. Yep. And that's my point out yep. towards any women, by the way. I was pointed out towards men. <laughs> Toast. <laughs> um, so, Saturday, do you feel like we'll open it up? Anymore, I don't necessarily. Honestly, I hope we don't have to, to be honest, to open it up anymore offensively or defensively. But you know, I think we may see a few extra, a couple of more wrinkles. I think we'll add a page or two to the playbook, you know, so to speak. Um, I don't know. You think we'll go any to like you know, say a Sony in the Wildcat kind of thing with McKenzie coming across? Add that back to the 
to the repertoire, or I don't know. You I mean, know, I, I think I don't. I think you'll see more, maybe a couple of more toss sweeps, stuff like that. I mean, maybe a couple of more downfield passes, but I, I don't think you're going to see anything exotic yet, mm-hmm. unless they just I mean, come in and shock the heck out of us and go up on us or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I wouldn't expect to see a ton, right? The game plan is going to be a different game plan. We're going to watch Vanderbilt, see what we can find. I mean, watch the film and start putting in putting in shoddy's plays. And it's going to be basic stuff on the front and the kitchen sink on the back. And hopefully we don't have to get to the back. I mean, that's really it. But it's going to be a, all the plays are going to be different this week than they were last week. Playing a different defense, different team. And it'll be the same way for South Carolina and the same way for Bama. The game plan is going to change week to week, and Shouty's the man pulling the strings. So, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of more wide receivers get some catches, stuff like that, just so they know mm-hmm. we'll do it. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that screen pass to Sony was was done for a reason. You know, I mean, we didn't need a score right there. It was done to show people that that we would do it. I think purposely Sony had did he have more yards receiving than he did rushing? Yeah. That was that was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. I tell you that that pass to Sony. Um, I guess it was Lambert threw a pass with Sony out wide for a first down. That was my favorite play of the whole game. We split them out wide and had Chubb in the backfield too. That was beautiful. <clears throat> yep. But well, I'm you know you don't need to you don't need to throw it to all these wide receivers, guys. We've got we've got so many tight ends. We've got so many wide receivers. You group them all into one. I mean, we got running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, hell, we really only saw Mitchell and Godwin at wide receiver the whole game. Yeah. That was it. Everybody else that caught a pass was either a running back or a tight end. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, again, I, I'm hoping we'll uh... – just take care of business. And, and uh, Calvin and I were talking about it earlier. I think it's just – I think Georgia needs to go in and take care of business just be, just to kind of start changing that national perception of, of the program where, you know, like I've heard I – I mentioned it earlier, I've heard people saying, like McElroy on, on Sirius XM talking about, you know, I don't worry about Georgia in the big games. I worry about them in games where they're, you know, supposed to win, where they may, you know, they may go in and – just have one of those uh-oh type games where you're just wondering what in the world happened. So that that's the kind of mindset they need to change that mindset. And and I, again, I think it is it's heading that way. I truly do. I think the whole mindset in Athens and in in inside of Butts Mayor is changing. You know, to to have that elite level of play at a consistent level at a, at, at extreme consistency. That's that's what they need to shoot for. And that I think that's that is the goal that is being accomplished. You know, the only way to change that mindset, like we talked with Mr. Jenkins, the only way to change that perception is to go out and actually do it. You know, Frey, you you can speak to this as a coach. How do you, you know, would you rather have your teams get up for certain games or would you rather have them play, you know, at their maximum level all the way through the season? Well, and it's easy to say that, but it's hard to do that. Right. Oh, I know. it's hard. It's hard to get up for. I mean, it's going to sound bad because they're a conference game. It's hard to get up for Bandy or 
you know, or a non-conference game like it's going to be for Bama. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's human nature. It's just not there. Right. And so, you know, I mean, those guys read and those guys hear and those guys watch TV. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, you want them to play. And and I'm sure, you know, they're not going to give less effort against Vandy. They're not going to give less effort again against one of right. the other cats. It's just not going to be the you know the level of heart and enthusiasm and just you know the you know, at the speed they play and just how wide open it's going to be, i.e. South Carolina or Bama or whatever, it's not going to be there. Do you want them to play to really at their best level all year? Sure. Is it realistic to think that can happen? No. And I don't mm-hmm. care, you know, if you're in the NFL or you're in college or what you're in. It's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, it's I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that for, you know, week in and week out for an entire season. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. How um, I think that's a good – Coming into this game, though, I think having that little somewhat of a chip on their shoulder about you know the past couple of games up in Nashville, they've been they've been weird games, and I think that's that's playing in their minds too. That's that's part of why I think hopefully we will see them come out much more intense and and focused and everything. Oh, I don't I don't think there's any doubt that we're going to try to kick crap at them. Yeah. Yep. You know that that's where it comes in where it gets frustrating listening to these idiot fans, so-called fans, whatever you want to call them, just listen to these morons run their mouths because that's what it comes down to. It, it's these people that they've never played the game, they've never coached it, they've never played it, and they they basically don't know what to expect week after week. Because, I mean, I can tell you right now, play, I mean, just playing in high school, I mean, when we had a scrub team, we, I mean, I won't say we didn't care, but... I mean, we just we didn't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be, just to me to be downright honest, we didn't want to get hurt. Right. I mean, I wasn't running headfirst into a three hundred pound offensive lineman. Uh, I was running around them, or right. know, whatever. I mean, it's just they just they, they don't know what to expect. They don't know what they're talking about most of the time. They don't know what they're bitching about. They just want to bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, is well, all it comes down to. I think there has been such a, a negative mindset with the with the program by a lot of the fan base, and I don't want to say a lot. I'd say a, a, a you know a good sized portion that that's all they have known is bitching about the program. To be honest, I don't think they know how to change it. I, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you what. Before before I have to go, I, I think, and I've said this for however long. Honestly, I I think it all I think it all comes down to marketing. To be honest, mm-hmm. we they and some some people want to play up to the fans and say the right things and all that. And you know, I mean, I think we could do a better job of that. I mean, they almost come across on the mindset of we're going to do our thing. It doesn't matter what anybody says. And you know, I think they could they could market it better to where. You know, they could play it up some, throw a trick play in there just for everybody to be happy. I mean, if we ran one trick play against Louisiana Monroe, I guarantee you nobody would be talking about how vanilla it was. Yeah. I mean, guarantee you. You know, and, and just, just the way in the interviews and stuff like that, I mean, I guess, I mean, if they wanted to, they could they could talk it up a little bit different. You know, that we it seems like we talk more matter-of-fact to where some mm-hmm. coaches are bigger marketers and bigger publicity guys where, you know, where they, they want to pub it up and hype it up and all that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Well, so we're, we're more of a matter of matter of fact kind of guys where we're okay, this is how it is. I'd like to hear Rick just one time say that we're going up we're going up to Nashville. So we're gonna kick the crap out of that little team up there. And then we're gonna come back to Athens and get ready for South Carolina. Just straight up, we're gonna we're gonna roll over roll over you. There's nothing you can do about it. And then we're coming back home. Just hear that attitude and that fire out of him one time. I would be happy. See, and, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's where the whole the whole marketing concept comes in. If yeah. if he would if he would say one time we're going up there whoop their ass, I guarantee you everybody changed their entire mindset about the band. Absolutely. And which but I no, mean, I, it's, it's, he doesn't care. I mean, it, I'm, not, I'm not saying I know he doesn't care, but it just seems like he's worried more about getting the team prepared, this and that. It's just more of a matter of fact kind of thing than it is mm-hmm. to hype it up and all that, you know. If I guarantee you there would be a huge backlash against him for saying, Oh, you're gonna pick on y'all are gonna be the bullies and pick on Vanderbilt and talk about you know, you're gonna say that about Vanderbilt but you won't say that about Top Carolina or you won't say that about Alabama or you know, Auburn or anything like that. That's the the thing, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. You gotta have that same mindset all season long if you're gonna pull it off. See but here's here's the thing though. We we're sitting here talking about the mindset, and we follow it closer than most casual fans. So I'm not saying we know everything, but we would probably know more than them, just from following it closer. But sitting here on this podcast, how do any of us know that that's not the mindset they have within the program? Because I guarantee oh, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's just outside, and the way you talk when you know the cameras are on is all it is. I mean, Spurrier does it. Spurrier's known for it. And he has his thing. That's what he does. Saban does it. He has, he's saving, you know. Bush does it. He can't win nine games. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, and, and I mean, all of them has it. Game, uh, freaking Penn State coach. He's. Yeah. I mean, that's one of his. I hate his guts. I'd love to just beat the living crap out of him. But I mean, that's that's one of the things he's good at is is on the mic with the media. He probably and, said they were going to go kick. Uh, Temple's ass on last week and come back and take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, Ten sacks. I think I think Hackenberg just got sacked again. Um, <laughs> Man, they, I can't remember who it was. I think it may have even been Penn State fans. Sorry, call him Hackenberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the students. <clears throat> 70 something years since. They had beaten Penn State, Temple. Good Lord. Um, I didn't even know they played football at Temple. Yeah. <laughs> I think John Chaney. I was a there. basketball school. <laughs> Come on, Frey. You better get that one. <laughs> I, I'm just listening. Uh, I, I, I got to tell you, though, I did enjoy watch, watching Temple beat Penn State. I, I got to tell you, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was fun. Um. Well, like I said, the only way they'll they'll change that perception is to go out and, and just start showing people and proving everybody wrong. Uh, and that's got to start this Saturday. Nope. Yep. So I guarantee you we take care of business Saturday and we take care of business next week. Some of this chatter will go away. I think yeah. you're hearing a lot more preseason chatter about Georgia this year than most years for a reason 
and mm-hmm. it's a lot of other schools are starting to wake up a little bit, saying, you right. know, this is what's going on over there. Something's going on over there. We're not right. quite sure what, so we might as well get our get our jokes in before <laughs> before it's all over with. Right. So um, let them talk. Yeah, that's that's the best way to shut anybody up is to just beat them on the field or or prove them wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, let's let's talk last. 15, 20 minutes, you guys have any recruiting knowledge you want to drop on, on us or updates or anything like that? Of course, I guess last week, uh, now, of course, Holyfield, we didn't, we, he was, he committed after last week's show, right? Yeah, it was on Friday. So uh, Georgia had a huge commitment with, with Elijah Holyfield committing to the dogs, bumped him up to the uh, number five in the composite rankings. Not that matters, but it's always nice to get recognition that way. Um, the Holyfield coming in as a uh, four-star running back. There was maybe a little bit of thought, you know, leading up to it that he was maybe looking somewhere else. They were trying to at least insinuate that he was looking somewhere else, but a lot of people felt like he had committed earlier and uh, and was silently committed. It came out for a while. Maybe was it a dog night, I guess, when he committed? Mm-hmm. Uh, then he brought out the his two friends to help him make his announcement, and everybody knew he was a Georgia Bulldog with his friends uh, Chubb and Gurley, <laughs> the, two, the two English Bulldogs. That was awesome. Um, I just hope we didn't get any trouble over it. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks, I know you've been a big Holyfield fan for for quite a while, man. I know that was a, a welcome addition to the to the class for next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've had him pegged for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Glad uh glad he could make it aboard. Wasn't a doubt in my mind for a long time that mm-hmm. he was he was gonna be a dog. Now what about this article came out today with uh Evan did y'all see Evander saying he wanted mm-hmm. Notre Dame to go to Notre Dame because it's a more prestigious school? Or academic school, I guess. I, right, because Evander's so tied up in academics, I'm sure. I know. He, he really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I love Evander Holyfield, don't get me wrong, but his academics has never been one of his strong suits. <laughs> well, you got to think about it, too. I mean, going out of state all the way up to Notre Dame, get it from Georgia, yeah, that might be a $45,000-a-year school. In-state, going to state school could be a $10,000 school or whatever. Um, so, I mean, he might be looking at it a little bit from the financial aspect of it. Um, he could get a, a free degree from a school that's going to cost this much or a free degree from a school that's going to cost this much. But the thing about that the thing about that whole thing is Evander's not really been a part of his recruitment much at all. I mean, I don't even think he was at the uh, announcement ceremony. That's um, what I was just about to say. He wasn't even in the gym, and no. I don't believe no, no, no. His mom and his and his stepdad pretty much orchestrated the whole thing. But um, I went to I actually went to Riverside Military School for a little bit with with his older brother. Um, and I was there when they were they were kind of school shopping a little bit for his older brother, and they brought him in. But Evander was very big on that process, checking out the school, touring the school, meeting all the people, checking out all the facilities. Um, you know, he wanted to make sure that his son was going to the right place. 
Um, at the same time, Evander's kind of been a Georgia fan for a long time too, so I don't think he's going to have a problem with this kid going to Georgia whatsoever. So, right. He just, I think the writer kind of caught him, you know, took some stuff out of context and wrote a story that was going to get a bunch of clicks out of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I don't know if he's, you know, obviously Notre Dame has a has a, a great reputation as a academic yeah. school, but absolutely, it's not like Georgia's a damn community college or anything right. like that. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> absolutely. No, if, he, if he lived in Alabama and wanted to go to Georgia, it'd be a lot more than what Evander said it was. Right, exactly, exactly. Um what else is on the on the radar for for Georgia recruiting wise? Bray, you got any any info or any any thoughts on that? I don't. I think it's just kind of status quo. No, I think they're still going. I think they're still going to get the kids they want in state. I think right. you know, obviously. I think you know just because of all the talk and stuff, things have ratcheted up with Kyle Davis and people like that, but. At the end of the day, I still think they get exactly who they want out of the state. Christian Ro- or uh, uh, whatever Robinson Robertson's the only one that kind of yeah. to me. Oh, Demetrius, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what he's going to do, but uh, heck, I don't think he does either. But uh, yeah. I, I think I really, the kid, I think the kids that I really think, can't. I Go think ahead. Stanford is the main competition for him right now. If you want to know the truth of it. Right, right, and, and you know it probably didn't help Stanford losing, and you know yeah. help you know help their cause any, and so you know it's you know I I think I think you know at the end of the day I think Georgia's still right where they want to be with all these people, and I think right. it's gonna be hard for a whole bunch of those guys not to want to play together. Right. Mm-hmm. Looks like I uh, think. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think Miko will be a big help with Demetrius down the line. Yeah, just yeah, they're good, good buddies. Calvin, you hearing anything down down this way? No, I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know anything. Coach, Coach Fraven, <laughs> Coach Fraven watching all the guys play, so he 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 knows more than anybody. <laughs> I, I don't know about uh, more. I don't know about more than anybody, but I do. I do. Uh, I do enjoy watching them play. Yeah. Uh looks like Tyler Simmons he may be making an announcement on the fifteenth. Uh, a lot of people are thinking it's Georgia for him as well. Uh but Alabama cool. and Texas A and M are in there. Well how bad did he hurt kid? How bad did he hurt himself? Didn't he hurt himself? Hurt his knee. Yeah, how did bad he? did mm-hmm. he hurt it? I don't know. How bad is he hurt? Anybody know? I, I'm not sure. I would assume I it was like a uh kinda like a Jason Stanley type thing, maybe. Wow. He got hurt early last season. Was out yeah. for the whole year. But um, yeah. man, what I saw, what I saw, Tyler Simmons first on that, yeah. that first game was just incredible. I mean, the kid has put on fifteen, twenty pounds this off season. I mean, he is he is a physical, physical wide receiver that he was not last year. Yeah. <clears throat> I was my jaw, my jaw hit the floor watching him play. Yeah, I didn't know he was that thick. Hit his lower body. He was big. Oh, he looked like his, a running back down low. Yeah, his legs were big. I was like, wow. Yeah, at least. Yep. Nah, I, I think he. Uh, I think he woke some people up on that big stage 
No question about it. Pretty mm-hmm. sure BMAC was on the phone right after that game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I will uh, say I will say this and and uh I can't of course I can't call names or schools, but there's a certain number five in the southeast. Probably wouldn't hurt to see him have the ball more than four or five times a game. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. You hear what yeah. I'm saying, Calvin? Oh, I said the same thing. I'm like, what is going on? You picking up what yeah. I'm putting? He, 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 you got a lot better chance of winning if he's not playing decoy uh, 98% well, you, of the game. But, well, you know, I, I came up with all kind of things. I say, well, maybe they saving him for the playoffs. Or don't play no. He's not playing defense, just offense one game. Then the next game he's playing all defense. and huh, that's, that's, great, that's great coaching, I would expect. Yeah. Now I, I will say this. I know I, I do yeah, the the Rocky Hidalgo show on Sunday nights, and uh, I know I asked I asked him about how you know if if the plan like for the Brunswick game he played offense and defense, right? So um, I asked him about that, and he said that that was the plan. That as the season goes on and it and it cools down a little bit, you know he'll be playing more and more on on both ways because uh, you know. Being out there 90 degrees, you don't want him out there playing in you know 80, 90 plays early mm-hmm. on in the season. Now, how about just making how about just making him a threat more than three plays a game on one side? <laughs> That's all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> he is coming off an injury too, though. I mean, he's probably trying to ease him back in a little bit. Oh, yeah, hold that, on. maybe. Hold you on. Know? Let me say let me say this. Ain't nothing injured about that Joker right now. <laughs> he gets the ball. He gets the ball in his hands. He gets the ball in his hands. People miss, and he explodes. Yeah. He touched it five. He touched. I mean, he's, he's playing. I mean, he played yeah. every snap on offense, but touched it five times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just telling y'all. I'm just telling y'all. If he touches that thing 15 times in that game, it's a different score. Yeah. I, I saw his pick six in the Brunswick game. That's about the only play I saw. All right. And that was that was a. a that was a great play. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. It was a great reaction, and then he finished it off. Well, I was with the I was with the Brunswick coaches in the in the end zone this last game. They, you know, they were scouting uh, Cam because they played them next. And uh, the thing was, he he said uh, he said he baited him. He said he, he baited him. He let him throw that. He let him throw it a couple of times over there, and then he said my quarterback. He said my quarterback just thought he had him. And he just baited him. And, and, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could tell. I mean, he was playing. He was playing way off. I mean, yeah. way yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that, it was a corner out. Yeah. I mean, big old gap between the guys. As soon as, as mm-hmm. soon as that wide receiver made his last break, yeah. DJ stomped his leg in the ground and drove right on that ball. He was gone. And yeah. I'm telling but you, you could I, tell I, he was waiting on it. Coach Pruitt's going to put some hooks into him when he gets to Athens, I think, too. Oh yeah. There's oh, going to be yeah. a fight. There's going to be a fight for him. I can promise. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, any defensive line line thoughts on uh, coming up? It looks like Mikael Carter might be looking at the end of the month, making an announcement. It's down to Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn. Dog. Crystal Ball is saying 62% dog right now. Dog. Yeah, that's a lot lot of momentum Georgia's way right there. Right now. Mm -hmm. Is... uh, Ray, I know you uh, 
you've gotten to know uh, Tyler Clark a little bit. Is he still solid? I know everybody. Man, that's, that's, over, that's over and done with. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot of, a lot of articles. <laughs> yeah. I just say there's so, a lot of articles out about him looking elsewhere a little bit. But, uh, well, you know what? And I, I put something on the vent about this. That You know, the day he went and visited Auburn a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, a month ago, and the, day, the night before we're in the Roman oven, it's a little pizza place over here. And the Joker's got a Georgia hat, T-shirt, short shoes, socks on. Yeah. I mean, I mean Coach Rocker right. is his guy. And you can believe right. that. That kid ain't going nowhere. All right. Write that one in. Write that one down in pen, man. We ain't right Mark it down. <laughs> Mark it down. <laughs> Mark it down. Um, I wanted to ask you, Coach Frey, about one kid we hadn't heard a lot of a lot of the past year or so. What's going on with Marquez Callaway? Isn't he down your way? He is, and here's here's what I'm hearing. He it's it's kind of like a tale of nine stories. The kid, mm-hmm. the kid, the kid sent out pretty much all the signals that he didn't want to play football. He wanted to play basketball in college. Hmm. So I think I think that I think Georgia really cooled on him some, and then it comes out that he doesn't want to play. Uh, uh, defense. He just wants to play offense in college. Well, you know, Georgia's offered him as a DB. Mm-hmm. Georgia wants him to play defensive back. And so I think it's just. A, I think honestly, I think it's a matter of right now. There's so many moving parts with that kid, and I think with Nigel Warrior and people like that that were on, I think Georgia's just going to do something different. Mm-hmm. Because one week the kid's going to say he's going to play basketball in college, and he's very good. He can. Um, and then the next week, you know, he wants to play slot receiver, and the next week he's thinking about playing running back. So I, I just think there's a lot of moving parts with him right now. And I think I think at the end of the day, Georgia just feels like they can get a, a player as good in, in their defensive in the defensive backfield um, without having to deal with all the drama. I think. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the feeling I get from being you know hear, hearing what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. How? Um, and then looks like Tremaine Ankrum is going to commit next month, but uh, will that kind of depend on how Georgia feels about other other offensive linemen? Is that kind of the mindset? I think they're going to take him if they can, just because he's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I would take him. I'd go all in on our, our Chuko kid and all in for the kid from Louisiana and see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, I think we just, I think we just offered yesterday or today a offensive lineman from up north, a big old kid for the 2017 class. Did y'all see that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, New York, Georgia too. God, he, I mean, massive, massive kid, six seven, six eight, three hundred thirty pounds. Good lord. And it sounds like from from the article that uh, Jason had on the front page there, Mike Brooks. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> and, uh, he grew up a Georgia fan too, even though he's from even though he's from New York. Uh, right. When he was a kid, him and his dad would would watch Georgia games, and he kind of kind of grew to become a, a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Right. And uh, let's see, I'm trying to get his name here. You can and find I'm, it real quick. It's on the front page. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It should be right there. Flipping around on me. And let's let's face it, when you're talking about do you take Anchorman or not, I mean, 
other than, you know, you got the University of Georgia, then you got McEachern, and then you got Coffin County, the three best college programs in the state. Yep. I mean, you, you, you don't, I, I think when it comes to that kind of deal, you get a kid, a teacher who can actually, he, he's going to be able to help you. I, I think you absolutely take him. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, agree. I, Isaiah Wilson is his name. Yes. Um, yep. How about, um, and then uh, I guess Kyle Davis is also going to be in October. I kind of doubt that, to be honest with you. Me too. I got a hard time seeing. I got a hard time seeing Kyle Davis commit this early again, especially. I think yeah. he might ride it out a little bit. Yeah. Hey, hey before y'all get off the Wilson kid, you can ain't kill man. He's a Wilson. I got him. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, man. We got you on that one, then. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. He's from the uh, the New York Wilsons, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my cousin on you know my dad's side, yeah. <laughs> the, the long lost Wilson. Yeah, I got it. We'll take him. Yep. Uh, yeah, Kyle Davis. Like you said, I didn't know when his announcement was. It sounds like I mean, like I said, there there is some talk of, of October sometime, but I think he may as much unknown with with. Davis, right now, I think I think you're right, Brooks. I think it may get pushed back a little more, a little more, a little more. Kid is so wishy-washy, so wishy-washy. He really is. I mean, he committed to South Carolina because he was pissed at Georgia. To be honest with you, he got pissed because he didn't get an offer. So he went ahead and committed on his next visit where he got an offer. And you know, ever since then, ever since he decommitted, he's been kind of playing the media and taking this thing as as slow as he can and going from there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking for Kyle Davis to commit any time soon. Mm-hmm. And, At all. You know, no knock on him either for playing the game, nah. making visits and everything else. But, you know, you got to think, you know, I guess what him and, and McCall, again, McCall, I think could play a big role in, in landing him as well. Don't you think? And it's possible. Yeah, I do. Um, I, can't, I mean, he might do his own thing. He, I know I've told you all this story, but Dog Knight last year, I mean, he straight up told me on Twitter he would have committed to Georgia if we had offered it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a Georgia fan at heart. He's a dog at heart. We just got to make sure that we stay on him, and he's ours to lose. I mean, there's no question about it. And make sure he listens to the to the smarter parent, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think he will. Mama will win. <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, pretty much said. He's pretty much said that. Mhm. Yeah. Yes. He really has. <clears throat> yep. No worries there at this point. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, any final final thoughts before we close up shop here for tonight? Big game, uh, big game Friday now with uh, Camden again having to take take home Brunswick High. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got Brunswick. Uh, I got seventeen kids. You got Brunswick. I got Brunswick. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know something y'all don't know. I got Brunswick. Uh-oh. Oh Lord. 
I take I take Brunswick by three or five, maybe by five. Uh oh. When they go out and recruit a kicker. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But, but they actually five. do have a kicker now. Yeah, we got a kicker. Really? Yeah, he's hey. pretty damn good. Yeah. Brunswick was... by five. and I, I, I'm taking all bets. Brunswick by five. <laughs> okay. wow. Calvin, I'm not allowed to do that on the radio, so call me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be checking that game out most likely oh, yeah. on Friday. Um Pray you uh you. on record. What yep. game are you appreciating Friday? I will be in the armpit of America. I'll be in Sparta, Georgia, calling Josie and Hancock Central. I think I did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Did, I, got, <laughs> I, I got sentenced that game this week, so Wow. It's uh, it's kinda you, you kinda you kinda take the good with the bad. We got to watch Glenn and Camden last week, so this week we got to take our lumps and hit the road. There you go. There you go. Wow. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, how is uh, how is the Lady Jets shaping up? Y'all started any camps or anything yet? Or? Uh, we're wide open. Uh, uh, Six o'clock every morning. They love me. We went through boot camp today. We had a Marine Corps drill sergeant in here with them for two hours a day. We do that <laughs> one. We do that uh, one Tuesday. We do it four weeks in a row in September, and, and they hate me. They absolutely hate me. Ooh, really? I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. And <laughs> I enjoy watching them go through it. And, uh, yeah. and I think we, we got a chance to win it again. This will be three in a row if we could stay healthy and and um, you know kind of get you know just kind of buy into what we're doing. I think we're going to be fine. So we'll keep our fingers yeah. crossed and see what happens. Yep. Yep. No doubt. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to the girls. Good luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Brooks, what game are you going to check out Friday? Anything? Are you going to save it um, on Saturday? Probably going to watch the Oxford game Friday night and then uh, get ready for the dogs playing on the the armpit of television networks on Saturday, CBS <laughs> at 3.30. Yeah, I don't mind Vern. I know everybody hates on Vern, but I guess maybe I'm just nostalgic because I miss old Vern, but it's like it's like they say they say the things that all the fans are feeling, but they don't want to say because they're they're afraid they're going to jinx the team. <laughs> Vern and Gary can sense that, and they say it, and it makes us <laughs> cringe, and it it really does jinx us. That that's if he gets the name right, though. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I think I said on the board you can't. That that's the best college football theme music though is the CBS the CBS oh, theme. And their their HD is so bad too. I mean their high definition is terrible. It's like pixelated and crap. Yeah, I mean I don't it, know. It's not good. It gets the lines across it and everything. Yeah, it's not a great broadcast at all. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you'll get you'll get to the point where the offense is kind of slowing down to a crawl for a little bit, and you're just you know you know there's a big play coming or something's about to happen, and they just Spit it out. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Makes me cringe. I can't watch it. I got to turn, I got to literally got turn the sound off and turn on the Georgia Bulldog broadcast and listen to yeah. it on the radio. I cannot, <laughs> I go back to my old Larry Munson days and turn on Scott Howard and just have <laughs> visions of Munson in my head. But I, I can't listen to Gary and Byrne. I'm sorry. 
Well, can't do it. <clears throat> hopefully, it won't matter who's calling or what they say. They can say whatever they want. Dogs take care of business Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get ready for, for bigger things to come, hopefully. But it starts Saturday. you got to start set the precedent now. Hey, if you guys want tickets, if you want tickets, you can get them cheap, real cheap. Um, I think somebody posted today, it was on the Vandy, call the ticket office at Vanderbilt. They're $40, $50 face value, 50-yard line. I mean, really good seats. <laughs> Whatever you want is all available. So you can get great tickets if you guys wanted to go. Wow. Well, yeah, and I had already heard last week it was about they, – they said last week now it was about 60-40. Yeah. over Western Kentucky. So mm-hmm. you know the Dog Nation is going to be flying up there and, and riding up there and, and filling up seats. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a cheap game if anybody wants to go, and it's in a great city, obviously. So Yeah. yeah. should be a good time. All right, fellas. Appreciate all the help tonight. Calvin, appreciate it, brother. We'll probably see you on Friday. Coach Frey. Mike Brooks, Jason Harry Dog, go take care of school, son. Uh, till next week, this is The Real Dre signing off. See ya. Go dogs. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.